Hello, everybody. We are here with Taking in the Scene, and I am joined by two people, Dintel Darko and Mango Sorbet, and I'm Warm Orange. Woo! Hey! Yes, and yes. Um, what episode is this? This is episode... Three? three, yeah. Three. Oh, we are not recording three. these out of order, I promise. <laughs> um, but this is episode number three. And, <laughs> Way to um, blow up our spot, <laughs> Let me get last, That's last a great season, lie, Orange. <laughs> yeah, last, last, last season was a bit messy. It's pretty chaotic. We it's, got our we got our poop in a group. We got our... <laughs> That's the polite way of saying get your shit together. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. You know, you get it? Like, instead of get your shit together, it's get your poop in a group. <laughs> I'm so glad we found a way to put that in the podcast, because Mango mentioned that in one of our meetings. I'm like, these are like, what? <laughs> get get, get your poop in a group. It just is just funny because it's butt stuff. It, oh my! God. <laughs> it's coming from you. <laughs> it's almost like this is All your right. platform. Oh so, my gosh! Speaking of platform, this episode is about platform responsibility, and uh, we're this, this is this is episode three of season uh, season three. Yeah, episode oh three three the three Pete. Wait, that's, that's yeah. how that works. <laughs> three by three makes it a nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then three plus nine. three is six. Oh. Good point. Yeah, listeners six plus are nine is it? You make an excellent point. Six plus nine is it? Listeners are very confused, but, that, but yes. Yep, it's <laughs> nice. a sex thing. So, so with platform responsibility, um, I have the honor of at least defining, or at least setting the parameters of what we're going to talk about. Because I'm yes. pretty sure that this conversation is going to go in a few different directions. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Some more serious than others, um, or you know, more in depth. But just to clarify, when I refer to platform, or when we mention platform, it's just kind of you know everybody has a platform. Um, whether you think it's big or small, but we're specifically focusing on those with like a large reach of a platform. So people with like, you know, a big presence on social media or a big presence in the kink community, specifically since we're talking about kink and we're a kink podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, kink leaders. Kink leaders. Yeah. And, and have we defined what platform is? Like, was that, was that what's oh, happening oh. now? Um, Just so people, yeah. you know, yeah. like yeah. always start with base layer. <laughs> So, so I, I can try to get a more specific definition of platform. Um, uh, so when I looked at the platform before, especially with social media, I kept talking about like Facebook is a social media platform. I was like, no, I want like people with platforms. Like, what does it mean? So I think, I think I may be using the wrong word when I say platform. I might be referring to like somebody's social reach and social influence. I don't think you're using the wrong word. No, we call it that. I just wanted yeah. like mm-hmm. clarification for people. I mean, we don't need an official definition. I think the definition that we use generally is is sort of mm-hmm. along the lines of what. Orange is already saying, which is, mm-hmm. you know, um, a place from which you have reach mm-hmm. either mm-hmm. with your actions or your words, mm-hmm. um, your sphere of influence. And it can be an in-person platform, like you host parties or you have a venue and you're a venue owner, mm-hmm. or it can be an online platform like social media, FetLife, Instagram, TikTok. Or, as the internet says, a shoe with very thick soles. <laughs> <laughs> platform. Oh, yes. Oh, internet. You're so undefeated. The responsibility of someone wearing platform shoes <laughs> is so to hard. not twist your ankle because that shit hurts. Oh, oh I feel God. like everybody who has a platform should have to <laughs> experience <laughs> platforms before they yeah. can have a platform. Yeah. <laughs> Walk around, uh, walk a mile in those no, shoes. <laughs> hey, dog, so we heard that you like platforms, so we put a platform, platform on with your, your platform. platform. There, there's a very unfortunate video, which I shouldn't be laughing at. There's somebody who's trying on platform shoes or uh, high heels in a dressing room store, and they're walking. They take two steps, and then they just collapse because they step wrong. And I'm like, I shouldn't be laughing at this, but it's so funny Is how it- they fell. 
cis man, you mean, who's trying on? Uh, I, I don't yes. remember who it was. I just remember it was like, it was like a nine, nine second clip. Ah, okay. And it's like a gift played on repeat. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. Are they okay? But also, oh my God, how, why did they fall like that? Yeah. It's like, Heels are, are tough. <laughs> Spills on the runway. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's a very... Oh. It's funny. And also, heels are tough. Yeah, yeah heels are tough. Tr- so um, we aren't mean. actually here to talk about heels, though. <laughs> okay. yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. We Such are a back, different back on, podcast. <laughs> different on platform. Focus. Different platform. <laughs> we are also a platform. Podcasts are platforms. Absolutely. And, um, oh, my gosh. Um, we, we might be able to pull the veil back a little bit. We haven't talked about this beforehand, so I'll tread very lightly. But, like, there were some discussions we had regarding our interviews about, like, who do we platform, who do we not platform. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We should definitely talk about that. I have <laughs> we got lots of opinions. Well, I mean, we have and, talked about it sort of in the past. And, and uh, I, I can at least open up the can of worms on this one. Uh, not, not an aggressive can of worms. It's a very light can of worms. But like, I liked the idea of possibly bringing somebody who might be pseudo-problematic to right. do an interview, to which I think both Mango and Denzel very vehemently said no. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, the reason we... S- mm-hmm. I, I won't speak for Denzel, but I think mm-hmm. the reason I said no to that is that mm-hmm. um, I would never want any of our listeners to think that I'm condoning their, you know, thoughts or words, Mm. even if I'm openly disagreeing with them, you know, you give these people a platform and they gain, you know, sympathy, clout, um, followers, Mm. Mm. um, notoriety, notoriety, the, the way you, I guess, squash those shitty ideas is, (laughs) is, um, that you take away their the power of people knowing who they are. Yeah. That's that was an ineloquent way of saying. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give them the opportunity right. to say their shitty shitty things. That's, That's a true. fact. I mean, yeah. we we live in a world where we see the negative effects of platforms. Um there's a cat sneezing aggressively. This is <laughs> that was like a hi hat in a no, song. It's a cat. All right, all right. We'll, 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 He's we'll having the... allergies like the rest of us. Okay, okay. I'm um, so sorry. No, right, um, right, hold on, hold on. If we can. So, um, just the idea of when we see people. <laughs> all right, all right. That, okay. that, that part is going to keep in. it in. Ready? That part... and... Okay. Um, Platforms being misused, we see the effects of it in our everyday life. Right. And a lot of this starts is because somebody puts a microphone mm-hmm. or something in somebody's face. Yeah. It's just because it's like the minute you give them that right. that minute, that moment to speak, it, it only takes one moment right. too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, I concur. And also this is, we are not like the government. We are a private podcast of three people Mm -hmm. um so us deciding to not platform someone first of all is not de-platforming them right because they didn't have a right to our to our audience Mm -hmm. but it's also not um it's not a prohibition of their free speech right they can go say what they want elsewhere but but also keep in mind that free speech is like a u.s specific thing but like like with um since since we're kind of like hinting at this a little bit, the concept of integrity versus reputation. Yeah, go uh, there, there's some folks mm-hmm. who who look at like, hey, I was on this podcast, so you know my reputation grows. And we're talking about like not growing somebody's reputation for those reasons because mm-hmm. they might do nefarious things. But there, there is an individual thing that platforms should think about of integrity versus reputation. Doing the right thing because it's right, yeah. not because people are just going to call you out if you did the wrong thing. Right. Like while I think it's important for communities to like hold their leadership and hold their community 
uh, pillars accountable, I do think it's extremely important for people to also try to do it because it's right, not because they're going to get the most like you know likes or they're going to get the most looks and the, the most comments on their their fat life posts. Right. So it, it's it's integrity versus reputation. Um, and some people don't yeah. care about the integrity piece of that. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, like we all know people who um, are they've sort of made their brand being a fire brand um, and they mm-hmm. just want attention. They just want reputation. Mm-hmm. Sensationalism sells. Yeah, yes, it, it really is. does. And also if people are angry at you, they are talking about you. No, what's the, what's the phrase? Uh, bad news is better than no news. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. All, any news is good news or something. Yeah, All news something is like good news. news. Goodness. Yeah. Something like that. And um, it's not true. Not true. Actually, not true. It's not true at all. And I also think um, when you drop the integrity piece, especially as Mm -hmm. a kink, kinkster, um, dangerous territory. It's so dangerous. And also, you know, know, we've talked about this so many times, but we represent a small community. Yeah. And anyone who's had to be a representative for a small community Mm -hmm. knows that if if you do something Mm -hmm. irresponsible people are going to assume that that is the whole community. Right. So I got a question. Yeah. I think this kind of comes from a book that I was reading, which is also a good book. Um, It's called Love's Not Colorblind. It's about polyamory and race. Um, Oh, my gosh. Yeah, really good book. Um, But they talked about this idea, and I'm maybe paraphrasing it, but there's sometimes the, the concept of gatekeeping almost being essential to the protection of what goes on inside those gates. Mm-hmm. Like when you think about a lot of times we've made this concept of gatekeeping like a very negative approach. Yeah. But if we kind of made the executive decision that we don't want this kind of thing in, then yes, we've been more so sentinels in this thing, but it's also like we're, right. we recognize that if we allowed this unknown variable in, there might have been some potentially damaging effects. And mm-hmm. there's a way of us saying, like, you know what? I would rather not and then see how that feels instead. That's such an interesting Why? point. Mm. What were you gonna say, Orange? Go ahead. So so I, I'm 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 gonna unfortunately take like a little bit of a uh a slight antagonistic perspective to that. <laughs> what a shock! Well, no, no. So, 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 so very it's slight. I, I say slight. I say slight because because like um, I would I would um, I would present the idea that that's more of a social conditioning thing. So in order for this this the social contract that we have as kinksters to exist, we had to agree to these things existing. So that's where we're like you know social conditioning. Like whenever you come into a, the kink community, there's some things that you that people don't tell you that you kind of learn. It's kind of it's kind of like learning. <laughs> It's kind of like having to learn how to play spades. Nobody teach you how to play spades. You just, you just learn how to play spades. <laughs> yeah, I ain't teaching you, right, right. but I need you to play. You might want to play. So, so you just kind of figure it out as you go along. But that's part of the social conditioning, and that's that's kind of upholding the social norm. So I think the gatekeeping. But that's not is always a good thing. No, for for sure. But the reason why I'm saying it, taking a slightly antagonistic perspective is mm-hmm. because I don't think that's gatekeeping. I think it's more so how societies uphold themselves. How groups and communities we might get we might be getting into semantics here. I see. Okay, but um, that's fair. That's I fair. I do think to Denzel's point, um, and maybe gatekeeping isn't the right word. Maybe, maybe it's yeah. maybe it's like as Denzel said, like for the mm-hmm. protection of those in the community. So right, right. and gatekeeping to me is such a neg. Well, it's got this negative connotation of keeping people away from like good information, almost. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, and Mm. I think, um, 
a lot of times people are, mm. and I know we're being very vague right now, but a lot of times people <laughs> are kept from information because we need to establish trust first. Mm-hmm. True. Um, well, but I mean, yeah, look, we, we can talk. Let's well, no, 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 we can specific. Like, let's. I was going to, because this might be what Mango's trying to do as well. Like, I was going to say, relative to our podcast, do you feel that there was some sense of gatekeeping? Because, like, my, would you call it gatekeeping or would you call oh, it us trying to ho- uphold question. our social norms since we can talk about ourselves? Well, I think it's, I think it's the same. Mm-hmm. The the wording, the definition, like right. you said, semantics, right. it, it feels okay. like the same concept. Because in my that's head, when I think about gatekeeping, I imagine like a city, right. like a walled gate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have somebody who's called the gatekeeper right. who is there, whose job is to either allow passage or deny passage. But oftentimes, mm-hmm. a, a good gatekeeper is asking mm-hmm. for the intentions of the person. Right. Yeah. Do, do you... That's fair. If, this is a good point. Is this something that we want you to to enter or do we want you to leave? So I think right. the idea of having a quote unquote gatekeeping experience right. is important. But maybe, again, if you are just turning everybody away right. or you're restricting all access, then it does become difficult. Because we, right. we yeah. brought interviewers in, but we also made a decision to say, like, you know what, maybe this person isn't the right person for this particular thing. You know what? I'm on board with this. I think Mm -hmm. to the extent that we did Mm -hmm. um, exactly as Denzel was saying, we did gatekeep and and it was for um, both our benefit and our listeners' benefit. And I'm thinking of a specific example in... Mm-hmm. You know, season one, we talked about um, age play and we had someone reach out to us and say, right. you know, you have a misconception <laughs> about what age play is. And we could have just said to them, like, we're not we're a not going to listen to you and we're not going to platform you. But right. instead, we decided specifically to platform yeah, that, that person. person that was sensational. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we platformed her because we wanted because we thought that was the responsible thing to do. Exactly. Right. The other side, I guess, maybe not the other side of the coin, but similar side of the coin Mm -hmm. is that, um, you know, orange said we, he wanted to bring on some borderline problematic people. Um, well, no, so, so, so so there there was one, there was one person who just clarify There's one person that we changed our decision based on things that happened, which, which I would rather not discuss fully on the podcast, but there's another person (laughs) who was slightly problematic that I think I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned to y'all, I'm assuming I did. I think so. What I was going to say about this is that as a podcast, since Mm -hmm. we're pulling back the veil, we need need at least two people to agree on any decision. Mm -hmm. And so when it came to inviting people on... what we would do is make and make a case for the people we wanted to invite on. Right. And there were some people where he'd say, like, let's invite on this person. And all three of us would automatically say, yes, absolutely. Right, right. And there were times where a case had to be made. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we said, ultimately, actually, no, yeah. that person doesn't sound like they'd be a good fit for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and as Orange said, you know, there was, we had an interview lined up with someone and, and, like stuff for happens. personal yeah. reasons, um, we decided against that person. And I recall pretty clearly that person saying, you can't just bring your friends on the podcast, to which I almost laugh because mm-hmm. it's our podcast. Right. We know and trust our friends. We don't have to vet them like we would a stranger. Mm-hmm. And it's our podcast. We can do well, whatever the fuck we want it's with a level, it. It's protecting True. the integrity. Right. Like Orange was right, saying, right, yeah. it oh, goes back to mm-hmm. integrity is that 
our integrity is also on the line when we allow somebody to come in and right. represent. So same concept. Right. When you have somebody stand on a stage with you, mm-hmm. when you have somebody on the platform sharing it, right. they all of a sudden are an accessory to your ideals, yeah. mm. your truth, your opinion. So mm-hmm. you got to choose wisely who you want to stand on the stage with yeah. you. Correct, correct. And speaking of standing on stage, this is the reason why, um, if you all remember back in the days, uh, when uh, Dave Chappelle bought on Elon Musk's stage. The reason why oh. Dave Chappelle got a lot of flack, not because of Dave Chappelle's stuff individually, but he bought on Elon Musk of all right. people. That's a, that's a great example, yeah. actually. Like, literally bought him on the stage. And it's like, he's like, what, you guys don't like jokes? And he's like, no, it's Elon Musk. Nobody it's Elon him. Musk. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's actually an excellent example because Dave Chappelle may or mm-hmm. may not have been endorsing Elon Musk's, every one of Elon Musk's views. Right. But now I'm thinking Dave Chappelle like loves Elon Musk. Associations, yeah. I have this association um, not loving Dave Chappelle in general these days, right. but that was a clincher for me for sure. Well, and, and, and like it bleeds hardcore into the integrity versus reputation because like there's a reputational reason for him to bring right. up Elon Musk. Absolutely. Right. But then there's like integrity of like, bro, do you know who just bought on stage? He's, exactly. a, he's a good example of he just wanted people to be um, talking about him. For Elon? Yeah. He, yeah. he knew this would be a firebrand moment. Yeah. My assumption. I don't know him. <laughs> We're I not mean, friends. He... he, he <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> but that's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. You know? Perfect right. example. Yeah. Yeah, perfect example. And, and um, there, there's, there's a note that we have here of like, you're not going to win all the battles that you have of integrity versus reputation. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think... I you think, also can't, can't please everybody. You can't. Correct. I, I think the, the empathy that I have for the situation that we were talking about with our podcast and the person that uh, ultimately fell through, the empathy I have with that is like, on the one hand, it's like, okay, I understand what you're saying. But on the other hand, it's like, yeah, no, this is our thing. We can do what we want to. Right. Uh, it goes into the moral, depending on whose morals you look at, it goes mm-hmm. into a moral question amongst us three of okay, is is what is what was presented to us? Is there any validity to it? And I think there's validity to consider, but I don't think it's going to be a thing that's going to upend the entire podcast. I, I and think change how what they said stuff. is valid because it's true for sure. Um, but I also don't think it like, like, like I don't it think had it, a negative impact, right? Yeah. And and you know the people we brought on. The reason I'm friends with the people I'm friends with is because they're trustworthy, caring. <laughs> kind, mm-hmm. intelligent, knowledgeable. Um, the people that we brought on right. are our friends, um, but that's not, it's not a problem that they're our friends. This is not like, I right. guess it's a bit of a um, nepotism situation, although right. I guess. But I mean, if your friends are good people. Yeah, yeah if your I pick good people. Good people. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, it, it, I have good taste. And, and just, just to kind of steer it into Denzel's Will Hustle a bit, because the missing stare is... Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Is, ...is one of the things that, I guess, kind of comes up. So so there's a co- there's a convenience of us using our podcast to talk about right. this, because then we don't have to accidentally talk about community stuff. Yeah. <laughs> although we're kind of... We're, we're <laughs> are kinda, we talking? Although we're kind of playing with a little bit of fire. Is this a community conversation? I, um, but it is, and... and Someone mm-hmm. said to me recently, because early on, and I think maybe in it was season one, mm-hmm. I think I must have said something like, um, I don't consider myself someone with a great deal of power in the community. Right. And she said to me, like, that's a joke, right? Like, you mm. have a podcast and you have a FET following. And I was like, yeah, now I, now I definitely have right. changed my tune. Right. Um, but at, at the time, it... it uh, I think it must have felt real to me that I didn't have access to power, which is a ridi- sort of ridiculous. It was ridiculous then, and now I acknowledge that. But it's that acknowledgement of it right. that like takes yeah. it to the next level because you never really know how much power you have until That's you use true. it, yeah, or it's, true. or it's presented to you, right? That's the only time it's like, oh, okay, so this is what we're dealing with. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. yeah, and and before we go to the missing stairs, as 
again, as vaguely as possible. I've spoken out about serious issues on FetLife. Part of the reason I do that is because I have a huge platform and I know mm -hmm. I'm going to reach people. Um, and I, I think, um, you know, I, the, the responsibility of that is huge. I take that very seriously. Um, mm -hmm. I brought that up for a specific reason and now it's escaped me. So oh, no, no. So, 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 uh, just to piggyback off of what I, the moment I think you're referring to, like, like, um, there, there is a importance that people who have platforms, people who have access and, and adjacencies to powers or even powers themselves right. put their thumbs on the scale because, uh, there, there's been, you know, this is not a specific situation, but there's been a big push to, for people to be a lot more inclusive with pronouns. Right. And like, like that's, that's kind of generic across the board, across a lot of different kink communities. So it's not specific to us. Right. Um, but that's only effective if people who are like the super fat liberties out there actually say, it. hey, I use pronouns and my pronouns are this and this. I need you to respect my pronouns. And people say, oh, I'll do that because you're pretty, but I'm not going to do that for this person. But then they call that person out. Like right. we need that important or that important. That's fat liberty to call out people because if yeah. they don't, then use your clout well. Yeah, use your clout well. If yeah. you have it, use it well. Um, I'm really excited to talk about the missing stare because Denzel has. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've all wanted to talk about this for a while, but Denzel has been a champion of this. Oh, champion. So, so I feel like I should wear a belt. <laughs> uh, did, did you want to do the definition part? Yeah, that, I, that, I that got came the, straight from the wiki. I, I got the wiki up too. Look, look, look at us. Hey, <laughs> we must be thinking Ray alike. Ma. I wonder why that is. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, so what is the missing stare? So the missing stare, according to Wikipedia, <clears throat> the missing stare is a metaphor for a person within a social group who many people know is untrustworthy and otherwise has to be quote unquote managed, but around whom the group chooses to work by discreetly warning newcomers of their behavior rather than address them in their behavior openly. The missing stare is a metaphor that refers to dangerous structural faults, such mm -hmm. as a missing step in a staircase, mm -hmm. a fault that people may become used to and quietly accepting of, is not openly signposted or fixed, and that newcomers to a social group are warned about discreetly. So this is so loud right now. It, right, for something that's so <laughs> I feel called for, out for quiet. I feel called out. I think that's why it's so bizarre. Just looking at the definition alone is that it is an acknowledgement of the secrecy, right? But also recognition of problematic behavior right. yeah. and that it happens and that in it our happens. community and others well, and, but and it all happens over. in our community and, and speaking of our community before before we go super down the deep road i want to explicitly acknowledge the origin part if, if uh, i don't know if denzel want to read that or no go ahead it. you got it so the origin part is that <clears throat> the phrase was coined by blogger cliff uh pervensky uh, in a 2012 post on the Provinci, a blog about BDSM and kink, oh, describing a man in his social circle known to be a sexual assaulter, uh, and then talks about what his quote was. So I'm just saying that we, as a BDSM community, wow, we invented the missing stare. We invented the missing stare. What a great definition, too. Yeah. It, it comes and it's. It just speaks again to a lot of the things that when we're talking about the missing stare, like the definition wraps it up completely. Oh my we're, When you enter the community, mm -hmm. can you re recall a time when you were warned or what did that look like for you in reality? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So like I came into the community in 2019, 20, yeah, 2019, like there's, there's always like you meet your, your group of friends, mm -hmm. you meet like the mm -hmm. people you, you go to your first event second event, whatever, and you see these 
all these people. You're exposed to all these different kinds of faces and lives and identities. And then someone might pull you to the side mm. after you've had this great conversation with this one person. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you've been like, wow, I can't believe like mm-hmm. I'm a newcomer and you're so like, accepting and embracing this of who I impressive. am. Yeah. And then next thing you know, the, the trustworthy person that you have made that connection with, maybe the person that brought you in pulls you to the side and says, nah, nah, that's not it. And, <sighs> or maybe, it, or maybe it's like, just some eye contact with somebody mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. else. All you need. It doesn't always have to be somebody pulls you to a side and says, hey, mm-hmm. let me give you the rundown. But people will, it's almost like that person has a, a barrier around them. Yeah. And everybody's like, you need to be careful of this person. And it's like, yeah. in, my, in, in my head, I'm like, well, why are you telling me this like secretly? Well, yeah. why? Well, what, what's the other? What's the alternative? Well, I guess is the question. A megaphone. Well, no, no. So, 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 going going to megaphone. This this goes out into I think a thing that we talked about. I'd in season love to one. do a megaphone well, no, situation, but because man, I think we talked about season one, where yeah. it's like it's sometimes it's not safe to call people out. That's another. That um, is a so very good point. Not exactly. safe to call people out, but also you know like, um, my feeling on why it's secretive is mm-hmm. that um, if you were to quote unquote, call someone out more publicly, you would be the villain. Exactly. Especially yeah. when this person is like yeah. adored and appreciated right. or has this like, or there's no demeanor. official report. Yet. Exactly. So there's just feeling and hearsay rumors. and rumors, but also yeah. like, what's the thing I tell all y'all listeners is trust your gut. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, if you have a group of trustworthy people yep. mm-hmm. and you validate and listen to their opinions and their gut is telling them like, you know, keep your eyes up, just yeah. be, be attentive, then it's smart for you to also be attentive. But then we create this community that is walking on eggshells. Yeah. I, um, can I tell a story about trusting your gut? This is a, just sure. exactly this missing stare situation. When I first entered, when I first got on FetLife, um, so not the scene, but on FetLife, and mm-hmm. I was looking around for like events because I wanted to meet the community. Um, I connected with this guy, um, and he said to me in a message specifically, um, don't go to the slosh, which is our local, um, we've talked about the slosh before on the podcast, but mm-hmm. it's our local um, social gathering. It's not a play party. Right. Um, it's similar to a munch um, but generally there isn't eating taking place. Mm-hmm. Um, so he said to me specifically, don't go to the slosh. All of the hosts, all of the organizers of the slosh are really problematic. <laughs> and my gut was like, um, I'm going to go to the slosh. Because right. <laughs> I think Check it out, yeah. the organizers might actually have kicked this person out. Mm-hmm. And I was right. Well, no, but, but, but Mango, this would be the same person saying, you know, you need to think for yourself. <laughs> Listen to me. Think for yourself. Exactly. <laughs> but it, My advice. You're joking. Right. But I was looking, I was on, I was new to FET mm-hmm. and ingenue mm-hmm. and I was looking for advice. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, on the internet, it's hard to trust your gut as well because people you can't tell from people's facial expressions or right. mm-hmm. you can't tell what people are communicating with, you know, their bodies or um, text is tough is what I'm saying. The mm-hmm. point is mm-hmm. um, it, it was immediately clear to me that this person, what he was the problem, not the slosh. Yep, yep. The slosh organizers um, are wonderful and do a lot. Are, are, are 
try and be as responsible as they can. Well, it's, it's just 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 to clarify, um, as as a whole, let's, let's let's say as a whole, the slash organizers have been good because there there have been yeah there been some controversy with that in our local slash. Not, not to get into details about it, but. I think anyone who's local, I don't want to become too granular. <laughs> anyone who's local is aware up. of our local controversy. Yeah, yeah. If you aren't, you can ask me about it. I will tell you everything. Because there will be no discretion. There will be no discretion when we talk in person because I'm a messy bitch. <laughs> um, but the reason I have no qualms with telling people about bad people is because mm-hmm. they need to know back to the missing stare issue, they need to know. Mm -hmm. And this person had official reports brought against them. This, you know, they were kicked out of the slosh community. Um, Your your first introduction person. No, uh, the the person you mentioned who had some controversy. So I just, I wanted to be clear about that. Um, Well, and uh, a question. Denzel was going to say something. Well, uh, um, I was just going to talk more about missing stare, but if, if where, where are you headed, Orange? Well, no, um, my, my thing is going to transition us to like another step that's not written down. Okay, the thing I wanted to say or bring up also as well is that what makes some of this sometimes so difficult is that the we again, like you said, is that there hasn't been official. Right. So that's what makes this whole concept even more challenging is that you can see subtle actions you can hear subtle statements that people make right that raise that yellow flag awareness the little hairs on the back of your neck yeah but it still hasn't got to the point where mm-hmm. it has breached that grounds right. but it's one of those things where it's like again we're, the, the term is missing stare for those individuals mm-hmm. who can walk up and down stairs when you're thinking about the concept of if i have to constantly avoid the stare mm-hmm. or have to gently step on it at some point that stare will break yeah that that's a good point but it's it's a matter of do we as people respond retroactively mm-hmm. or, or uh, after the fact that has happened right and we say oh the stare is broken now we can fix it mm-hmm. or yeah do we be proactive and try and maintain manage fix the step before it causes a break and causes I wish I knew what being proactive even looked like. Well, no, I I, I was going to mention an example for the both of you. Um, Being proactive is making sure real world example for us in the United States, at least near the time that we're recording this. Actually, in the future, because it'd be history. um, Real world prevention of a missing stair situation is making sure that the railroads don't have overloaded cars, make sure they have proper staff, make sure that that they're actually repaired. And then the consequences of that, the retroactive reaction is like, there's a giant explosion and there's like a giant toxic fallout. And now they're trying to burn the shit that came from the railroads. I'm referring to the Ohio situation with the railroads. Um, That's like a... I think where I struggle though is because there's a focus in our community Mm -hmm. on, for lack of a better term, self-policing, which is what happens Mm -hmm. when you pull someone aside. And again, I don't have a better term for the word police. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe in policing as practice. But, uh, anyway. Justice. What? Uh, seeking your own justice. Yeah, so we we are trying to seek justice um, mm-hmm. on our own in our community. We don't have a governing body. Right. Not that we'd really want one. But right, right, um, right. I fair. mean, a, a body that was governed. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh Denzel, Denzel being horny again. <laughs> hey, there's a pussy on my lap. Earlier, I think okay? this, this is why this is why I wonder what proactive looks like. Because hmm. 
in my mind, I'm like, yeah, let's blow up their spot. There's someone Mm -hmm. I've talked about frequently on this podcast who I warn people about who hasn't had an official Mm -hmm. report made against him. And um, he will any day now. In the meantime, it feels like all I can do is warn people. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that movie Minority Port. Report, report. Minority report, yeah. Minority report with uh, Tom Cruise because it's all about catching criminals before, before. the act happens. But right. if, but until it happens. Until it happens. Or until innocent. it's reported, really. Because yeah. my feeling about this guy I'm thinking fair, of fair. is that something has already happened. It just hasn't been reported yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so so the, the question that I think Mango has inspired me to always ask is who does it benefit that we get stuck in the philosophy of the situation? It always it always benefits the people. Like the way I look at it is our environment is rich for pre- predatorial behavior to happen. Mm, what naturally. is it? What is it about our fertilizers? What is it about the, our weather that we have? Was about our tilling practices <laughs> that make it to where those people's feel like I can thrive here. Yeah, right. and and one I mean there, there was there was a really shocking case for somebody that was actually near and dear to my own heart who had a, who had a assault situation that happened out of literally nowhere. Mm. Uh, it blipped out of nowhere and like. I, I have potentially not out of nowhere as you think it is. Right. But, but, but I have, I have, you, I have significantly more um, kind of insight into the situation, at least post happenings mm-hmm. before happenings, not as much, but, but even then it's like, it's like that person, people had feelings about that particular perpetrator, which, mm-hmm. which was a guy. Uh, and they had feelings like that, that guy is kind of creep. That guy's kind of weird. That kind of, that guy kind of seems right. like he doesn't really understand and doesn't respect consent, but he had a relatively, lofty okay well let me ask a different question regarding Mm -hmm. that and um Mm -hmm. this proactive approach sure which is um what is the response what is Mm -hmm. every individual's responsibility and what is the responsibility of people with a platform to be proactive to be clear i don't have an answer for that i don't think there uh, my definitive answer rather my opinion mm-hmm. on this matter is that it's it's important as individuals mm-hmm. if they because every individual in the community has power yeah and every person like let's say a power was one cube Mm-hmm. And everybody has access to one cube minimum. Mm-hmm. Some people might have more cubes. Some people might have less, but everybody has one cube. Mm-hmm. So is there a way that as an individual, do you have a responsibility to offer your cube to... To get stand up on your cube. Yeah, to, to, <laughs> to give your cube to somebody who you know has the ability to maybe oh, make yeah. the more executive more informed decision because again like if something happens and it's like i would go to maybe this person or this group of people right as opposed to like um like uh i'm thinking like the when the when Mm -hmm. one of the situations that happened in our community last year Mm -hmm. um like a a a group called the nc kink review was made oh yeah yeah. to review venues and to review and Mm -hmm. that's really all it was about was like we're not here to distribute the justice but we are here to get we're here to filter out and create a space where individuals can tell their individual perspectives and stories Mm -hmm. and from this everybody can make a decision about what they do so i think Uh, you it, it's hard to it's hard to have that yeah. executive made his action. Noise. I know you heard it. Well, right? no, 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 no. Mm. So, so, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out like 
if that fits into what I was going to present. I, I think it does, but like there's part of me is like, man, eh, maybe it doesn't, maybe it does. So th- that was me thinking out loud. It has to fit. It has to fit. <laughs> but so what you're saying is his cube is not going to fit in your circle hole. No, no, no. Can't fit a square no, the, peg the, in a round hole. Exactly. Well, what I'm saying is the concept of Denzel's cube may very well fit in the hole. Hey, hey, look, wow, Denzel's cube will always fit in the hole. As long as the hole is big enough. It can take it. Hey, Wait a minute. Anything's a butt plug if you're brave enough. how big enough. the cube is. <laughs> anything's a butt plug if you're brave enough. Wow, Denzel, that's a nice cube you got there. <laughs> Thank you. I made it myself. <laughs> so so, so just, just to bleed into what I was referring to, uh, um, one of the things I'm added to the to the notes here is just, um, I don't think that we have the tools and structures to deal with this in the yeah. holistic way that we want to. And I think what Denzel's mentioning was was an echo of that, which is why I said I wasn't sure. And I was like, quite exactly how I was going to word it, but I think the essence of it and like the core of what Denzel said was literally what I was going to say. So, so spot on. Like, like I think that if we have systems like platforms, like, you know, kink reviews or, or groups that are like the arbor, ar- arbiters or like, who's, who's the person who's responsible for dealing with, like, what's our protocol right. for dealing with uh, uh, an assault that happens? Yeah. What's our protocol for consent violations? Cause consent violations and assaults are not necessarily the same thing. They can be, but they're not the same. They're not necessarily the same thing. And like, we get to define it as a kink community. I don't think right. people understand that we have, collectively a lot of power to define our own systems mm-hmm. and it's those who have consolidated themselves or realized this and actually taken hold of that power that actually yeah. dictate how our community goes which for better or worse but going back to that cube situation we have more cubes than they do yeah so i also um mm-hmm. this is related um you know i think about um you had asked earlier um who does it benefit uh to mm-hmm. not lend our cubes to I guess I'll just say calling people out. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking um, for a lot of, uh, one of the big reasons that we don't, um, I'm trying to be eloquent about how I say this. (laughs) I I just don't want to, I want to say it correctly. You know, like the, there's a fear among, I'll say, mm-hmm. perpetrators of consent violations or assault mm-hmm. that they will be, quote unquote, wrongly accused. Mm-hmm. But we know from data that false accusations basically never happen. Right. And so my, my thinking, because as you were questioning who does it benefit, I was like, well, obviously it benefits mm-hmm. the fucking perpetrators yeah. because... They get to throw around accusations of false accusations while we have to, you know, get together with our cubes. We all have to grab our cubes and the people and we have to throw them behind the people who are making Mm -hmm. reports while other people with cubes are, you know, Mm -hmm. stating their opinions about the trustability or the trustworthiness of Um, the person making a report and everyone's got a fucking opinion. Blaming the victim. Blaming the victim. And I just, um, this person couldn't have done this because they're my friend. They're my, exactly. And we, and that happens all the fucking time. And and especially when it's people in power, it's like, oh yeah, this person has, look at what this person has done for us. There's no way that this person could be doing this. It's gotta be this newcomer who doesn't know what they're talking about. Uh, yeah, case I'm, in point. Case in point. There, there, there was one very problematic person, ancient problematic person, relatively speaking, to our world. Um, I'll just say the first initial M. You can figure the rest of the initials. Oh yeah, true that. Well, sorry, M-M. that's what I came in. But oh yeah, so, but 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 like exactly like the 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 main the main holdup with that particular person before they were fully like exiled from the king community was that. But they've done so much for the community. It's like yes, right. they've done so much for the community. In my mind, 
there, there, there's a whole like line of logic as to like, do I feel that that person's worthy of retribution? The answer ultimately is no, right. based on my own internal logic. I'm not going to bore us with that, with how I got to that. Right. Um, but it, but it goes beyond this person had these particular things in their past. It right. was more specifically, how did they go about like letting their inner circle know other stuff? Like I said, right. I don't want to bore us with details of it. But that goes a long way to say like, I'm not the person who's going to say, oh, this person was accused of a thing. I'm just going to blanket throw them out it's like okay what was the context of what they did as in like what did they do and but if, even did, as you're talking that like what you're saying now is you had to form opinions about a case that was presented to you right. and like and, and and everyone should they should form their opinions but you know each individual the risk that a person mm -hmm. who is a victim takes when they come forward oh, right, right, right. is that the opinions of their close friends will mm. be negative right, right. and their close friends may end up supporting a perpetrator of potentially a crime. And, and um, there, there, there's a democratic aspect to it too of like, if the community agrees this person's out, then no matter what the hell I think that person's out. Yeah. True. But that's also like, when we're thinking about community in the public physical sphere, like oh, right. you could still be friends mm -hmm. on social oh, media or y'all could still like meet up. There's there, there some people I know about. I like, exactly. There's <laughs> still people who is like, Hey, look, I might, I might agree with the community, right. but me individually, mm. I'm secretly taking my cube away from the community and I'm yeah. putting it with the perpetrator. Cause again, the mm. perp is, is my best friend. Is my friend. Right. Or, 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 or the, the perp has tools and toys. Yeah, right. or the perp is my partner. Yeah, we've talked about the scarcity aspect <laughs> yeah. in, in our, at least our community of like wanting to maintain access to fun play parties. And I guess um, that's a good segue. Well, and, <laughs> yes, to and, venue and responsibility. Correct, correct. And, and um, uh, before we fully transition to that, I was going to say the reason why, just at least let everybody else know, the reason why, at least for me, my intention of talking about us in some of these concepts is so we don't accidentally talk about some very problematic shit that happened in our community continuously. So reflecting but back on ourselves. But if you want to know, you just message Mango because I will tell you that. Mango will tell you everything. Also, I support that. Like, yeah. Send yeah. us an email. Like, yeah, my, my co-hosts are very supportive of me being messy. And to be fair, also, like, I know mm -hmm. we're talking about our community, but, like, our community is still good overall. Yeah, it's um, a great mm. uh, microcosm of other communities. You know, like and I think it just goes to show that like all communities have these issues. And if you think that your community is exempt from it, you then you have literally the missing stare experience because right. there's mm -hmm. always something like this yeah. in every well, group. Speaking of which, I, rumor has it that sometimes rumor. you can't trust it. it. I was just <laughs> as thinking it. Rumor has it sometimes you can't trust what other communities say because there's no concrete information. So where do you draw the line? Oh, my gosh. I, I, I mean, this, uh, and to our listeners, this episode is going to end with just unsatisfyingly because we mm -hmm. don't have an answer. We don't have mm -mm. yes or no, you know, binary answers here. Um, I don't think there is one. There isn't one. And also, mm -hmm. you know, like, as Denzel often says, trust your gut. And these gut feelings aren't enough to kick people out of a community oh, or to especially if it's the play party doing it oh my yeah, god yeah yeah if it, yeah exactly like if it, we we know from statistics the majority of cases of um sexual assault and um the r word mm -hmm. um that rhymes with grape occur in um relationships in which you know and trust the person mm -hmm. yeah. so it makes it makes this more complicated it makes it really hard and mm -hmm. um and and Orange was talking about we, we don't call people out publicly on the podcast um, 
we do that for a lot of reasons. Um, Although if we did, would y'all listen? Yeah, y'all. <laughs> that would be a fun just episode. Kidding. Just call everybody out. And another thing. <laughs> well, no, but, but 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 just like there's another. So one reason I can bring it explicitly, at least from my perspective, is like it's not relevant to somebody who's in the UK. Like they don't care. They, they, that's they, they, less they, they important don't care about to me our, than. Um, okay, that's fair. I but mean, shout out to my UK listeners. Yeah, oh, shout wait, out wait, to the UK you, listeners. Were you in the UK or was it like specific? I wasn't in the UK. Yes. Yay. I I think more important to me is. Um, like, I don't know everything that happened in everyone's I business. I understood. Um, I have my opinions, and my opinions, in my opinion, are right. But um, <laughs> I'm also, um, you know, uh, and I will support um, survivors and victims mm -hmm. full-heartedly and with my whole body. But um, mm -hmm. I also am not able to call people out publicly. It would be irresponsible and unethical from a um, podcasting standpoint. Exactly. It goes back to what we were saying in the beginning is the integrity of us. It's like right. we were not, yeah. we didn't create this platform to be the yeah. the heralds of uh you know oh, but i fucking want to i'm telling yeah. you that. No, trust me i if would I be, could say uh, his name i would second be the podcast. executioner with the uh, axe ready to second go second podcast you, you have to come to the after it's show. just a, me listing a bunch of fet names <laughs> it's like first of all there's there's yeah there's um fake dom what's, kenny one yeah, fake kenny, dom kenny one there's, there's kenny what was the other name that uh, uh, christian gray, gray. christian gray <laughs> gray christian yeah which, if you listen to these episodes in order, uh, my apologies. Um, <laughs> so. But that's exactly it. And I think that's the same component for me is that if we agreed upon us creating this space and us sharing it, right. whether like this, and I think this applies to more than just the the podcast itself, but also like the, um, the platform mm -hmm. In venues as mm -hmm. well as that. Yeah, let's if, talk about venues. If we're sharing it, if we all have a stake in it, <laughs> mm -hmm. then we all have to agree upon it. Right. It can't just be like one person saying like, oh, well, because my name is on it, I, I get this executive decision. I don't think that's mm -hmm. fair. And that right. ends up being that misuse of the platform where the other people may not have agreed, but if you have made this decision then all of a sudden like right. our names get looped into it right and and well, that could reflect badly and, yeah. and and like on the note of venues like some people some people have leveled the arguments like well but i spent all my resources and did this and did this this altruistic act for the community so therefore i deserve some leeway and it's like well you still have responsibility right Absolutely. you're yeah, still a human being right it's like you were saying before just because you've done things for the community mm -hmm. um i i just have to ask what have you done for me lately hey eddie murphy um <laughs> I mean, that's a joke, but mm -hmm. all that to say, like, you, nobody gets to, mm -hmm. um, right. like, build up clout points so that they can spend them on doing awful things. Right. Also, also, get out of jail free card. Yeah. Like, hey, look, you yeah. saw what I did. Right. Well, no, but, but it's, it's also not in a vacuum. Exactly. It's like, yeah. you, it's like oh, I, I got my clout points like Denzel said, so I'm, I'm going to spend it by by assaulting this person. But right. it's going to be okay because remember all those times I gave right. you guys play parties for twenty dollars a piece. It's like no, yeah, that's not how that works. It's literally but that's not. how people want it to work, right? <laughs> and like people. and venues have responsibility that go beyond just um, you know talking about or or, or being mm -hmm. protecting their members from assault and rape. Um, mm -hmm. We've talked about it on the podcast before. They also have a responsibility to notify people of their accessibility um, limitations yeah. Um, yeah. or accessibility options. Mm -hmm. They have a responsibility to um, 
to tell people about the food that's available in case someone has an allergy. Yeah. They have a responsibility to present like pets, um, protocols, present rules for the party mm-hmm. clearly and have, um, uh, you know, everyone agree to those rules in yeah. some way. Maybe it's a signature. Maybe it's reading mm-hmm. them, you know, to the, each individual person. Maybe mm-hmm. it's no sex in the champagne room. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. <laughs> All I'm saying is, you know, like <laughs> venue responsibility is, mm-hmm. is much wider. Um, than the individual responsibility. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I think, um, yeah. for anyone saying like, that's, that's too much to expect. I'm like, well, then you shouldn't be a venue runner. Because, right, I mean, right. yeah, think about what a venue is. This is a place where you're allowing mm-hmm. a certain type or a certain group of people to gather. Correct. Right. So if you have no jurisdiction on how that gathering is happening, then it's mind-blowing because mm-hmm. you're just letting anybody in and doing right. whatever. So I mean, I mean, th- th- there is a liability for venue runners, mm-hmm. but 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 like but like 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 I think we're all we're all kind of saying in a lot of cool different ways and pointing out why. Just because you have a liability doesn't mean you don't have a responsibility. Like if everybody right. at your play party dies, yeah. <laughs> if everybody at your play party dies, then you can't say, "Well, I threw a cool play party. Look how cool it was." Yeah, you, you also hit. can't hold up the liability waiver that everybody signed, which is by the <laughs> right. way not legally binding. None of it is. Well, These are not to, legal to to some degree. NDAs NDAs are officially killed. Um. Yeah, if you get injured at someone's private residence and you signed a mm-hmm. um, waiver saying that you wouldn't sue, you, you can you totally can sue. sue. You yeah. can we totally live, sue. We live, it's, suing is an American right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, these liability waivers are just to, to scare people. So, That's fair. just so our listeners know, like, well, s- sign them, but know what you're doing. So so we, we circled the drain a little bit on this one about uh, not being able to find solutions, but I did want to give a shout out at least to uh, one of the previous interviewees of Jamie. Oh, uh, yes. Because Jamie's approach to like calling out the awful behavior instead mm-hmm. of calling out the persons or peoples mm-hmm. uh, that, that they presented to us during the podcast, like that was great. So did we find, do we know of any problematic things? You know, I know we just spent 50 minutes talking about it, but <laughs> but if we had a definitive list of like, what are, what are like two or three for po- problematic things that we want every venue to just know that this is shitty. Stop doing it. Mm. Um, well, we've, I, I continue to go back to accessibility because we talked a lot about venues when we talked, when mm-hmm. we had um, Bahafta to come on, talk about mm-hmm. disability and kink. Um, venues should stop being so fucking dark. Oh my God. Yes. It's like kink, what? kink aesthetics. I mean, also, like one oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, no, I'll say this one table lamp. Yeah. <laughs> and it's lit by a candle. <laughs> uh, for me, I maybe it's not... It, I don't know where it ranks in the midst of all this, but like uh, uh, gendered pricing. Oh, oh. interesting. Like, yeah. some people advocate for it. Some people are like, right. no, that's this complete nonsense. It Why? also presents a binary. Exactly. A gender binary. And that's even more conflicting right. because then it's like, okay, well... Who is this party for if you're not thinking about everybody who's going to show up to this party? Yeah. Do people still do that? Absolutely. Single males, if you were quote unquote single male, you're paying at least three times the price. I'm going to be real. This is a big, bigger deal in the swinger community than it is in other communities. Agreed. And on the swinger community, um, I'm, uh, I'll try and be as polite as possible is often pretty heteronormative. Yeah. And also cis normative. Yeah. Um, just 
I just being honest, I, yeah. um, yeah. and it is only my opinion that I'm sharing. Hmm. Um, or, or at least, at least in this area or you're talking about in general, in general. Okay. Yeah. I mean, swinger communities often, if you go to a swinger party, you can't come as a single male. You have to bring a woman with you or a, yeah. a cis woman with you. You have to bring a wild, tribute. Which like, means yeah. that it's not really friendly to like two gay men, for instance. Mm-hmm. It's not friendly to men, period. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, this is another conversation um, entirely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, and I'm not trying to come for the swinging community. I am. I'm not actually trying to come for this one. Oh, I thought you meant like you were going to come for the. (laughs) I was like, well, I mean, I might. (laughs) Give me a room. What I'm I'm trying to say though. What a cube you have. (laughs) Uh, Can I tell you a quick funny story? We have like 10 minutes left, so I'll try and be brief with this story. Years ago, I went to this like Santa themed bar crawl where everyone dresses up as like some holiday themed thing Mm -hmm. and because i'm jewish and i didn't want to dress as santa i dressed as a present so i put my body in a box and i have never been hit on so much than when people couldn't see my body oh it's like the mystery it's like and and by specifically hit on by cis men who were like just I think they must be interested in the mystery of it all. Absolutely. I don't know what it was. I would hit on you if you were wearing a... Wearing a cube. (laughs) Would you? Yeah. I'm just saying... I'd have been like, what's in the box? A lot of cis men will be like, I really like curves or Not I really seven. like boobs. Oh my god. What's in the box? Or is this Dune? What's in the box? Oh my gosh. My point is... I get what you're saying. I was in a cube and I got hit on a lot. So, I mean, like, all I'm saying is maybe you're a cubie. <laughs> oh my god, that was your cube. Oh, no. oh, um, what was I saying before? It was like such a serious conversation. Uh, gender pricing, oh, what, gen- what, yeah, gender pricing, gender pricing. Um, okay, so Orange had asked, What are the things that venues could mm. stop doing? Um, how do y'all feel about uh, that's a tough question. Hard to generalize. Yeah, I wonder about like RSVPs and listing. I mean, I, so 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 I mean, it, more positive mean, than negative, I yeah. guess. But I wonder. If oh, you want to see more of it? You want to see more? Maybe. Do I? I don't know. It would actually be so nice if I could see who is coming to a party. I know um, mm-hmm. that I, I know some people who are. But that could go. I know. Way. I know. I know yeah. it could. I yeah. really know it could. Um, and I'm fully believe in like presenting people with scene names of people who are coming and i know I, orange is giving me the face well, i know that this is a potential violation of privacy but mm-hmm. it does mean that if you're someone who mm-hmm. wants to avoid their abuser right or if you're someone who's a medical professional or a mental health professional mm-hmm. and you want to avoid your freaking clients it it ha- it definitely has a lot of upsides it's, to it because also it's I'm not like, making a decision about yeah. it by the way. No, <laughs> it, it, I, I'm seeing both sides because yeah. one side I right. see the negative. The obvious negative is that if you are a perpetrator or right. someone who's just like you know what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna I'm not sure if I'm gonna go to this party, but oh so and so is gonna be there. I'm mm. gonna go to this party right. now. So like that's can, a very good point. You could attract people to. But at the same time, damn Denzel. But at the same time. <laughs> Like again, this love's not colorblind book. Mm-hmm. It was like if if I'm gonna be if I go to a party and I see the listing of names and I see that there's gonna be at least 
three to four other people of color, yeah. mm-hmm. that's going to give me a little mm-hmm. bit more security to know that, Correct. oh, I'm going to have somebody to who's going to share that with me. So it, it right. does... This one's really tricky. It's tricky, but it's all about... I think that it boils down to is information and yeah. right. do we... I guess individuals can ask hosts if someone specific is coming. Yeah. Well, but, but then it goes back into access. I mean, so, so one thing I was going to say is like... I. I, I'm I'm split as well. Like I think all three of us are kind of yeah. split on this one because, because <laughs> so like so unsatisfied. Because like I have I have a previous partner person who's like if I'm going to a specific play party or a specific event, they're like oh my gosh I want to go to that now because you're going. Right. But then I've also seen the other side where like I have a not a partner or anything but just a friend who literally will check like excessively the VIP list. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, M- R- uh, RSVP. RSVP list. Uh, they'll check the RSVP list and if they see anybody who's even remotely still friends with one of their perpetrators, mm. one of their previous abusers, then mm-hmm. they just won't go. So, so like it, it, it's on the one hand, it lets people like say, okay, you, you, you support these particular persons. I don't support those persons. So therefore I'm not going to go. There's also like a lack of knowledge there sometimes because yeah. Well, but 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 the reason why I mentioned that is because like I think that that's an extension of the missing stare. Yeah. It's all about it is, it is an <laughs> it's all about the yeah. access of information, right? Yeah. And if if we have to sneak around for the info, mm-hmm. then it becomes more difficult for us to make decisions. And yeah. and you know when we think about informed consent or informed decision making, right. not not consent, informed decision making, mm-hmm. you consent. cannot make the decision until you have the proper knowledge. So it's like, maybe it's because kink is so marginalized that we have all these issues because Mm -hmm. we already have to sneak and skirt around just to be ourselves. So we can expect, we can expect more sneaking in the place that we're all already sneaking into. Yeah. Which is tricky. Good point. And and, and just to add to that, and so no, just to give them a little bit more support to it too. Um, there's a series. Uh, it's called Justice. It's by Harvard. Uh, Harvard. I forget the guy's name. But it's it's a whole lecture series. And one of the things that they talked about was like um, people signing contracts to give over their babies. So people, pregnant mothers who say, mm. "I don't want this baby," so they sign a contract. And then when they have the baby, they change their mind and they want to get out of the contract. There, there's a there's a legal argument. It's a f- more philosophical than legal, to be honest. Because it's like, well, is it fair? She signed the contract, usually mother. We're, we're going to the binary here. My apologies to everybody. But uh, she signed the contract, so she should hold the contract. If she doesn't hold the contract, then contracts lose their meaning and society falls apart. <laughs> but on the other hand, there's new information. She didn't know how she was going to feel when that baby came out. Mm-hmm. So so she 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 was not fully informed. This is a longer law school discussion. Right. <laughs> I, I have lots of opinions on the, those cases. Yeah, um, yeah. I took a law school class when I was in grad school, and we discussed something very similar. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's we have so about three season minutes four? left. Season yeah. four? Yeah, season four. We can talk about that. <laughs> I'm down. Laws and kink. Yeah. Um, I, I'm feeling this like internal mm-hmm. sense of just, you know, like unsettled because I wish we had answers. And I know that our listeners don't come. Episode? No, I, well, we're not going to have answers in the next 30 minutes. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, like our, I know our listeners don't come to us because they think we're going to present them with. Wait, our listeners come to us? Oh, my God. I mean. Oh, please, Simi. Well, yep. So funny story. Funny story. Dramatic reading is still our highest rated episode yeah. or highest listened to episode. So maybe. Let me go to All I'm saying stuff. is our listeners don't listen because they think we know everything. That's true. But I also acknowledge how unsatisfying it is that we, you know, we. We've talked about 
this concept of the missing stair and we've, we've thought about what are the alternatives and mm -hmm. um, what are solutions. And we haven't even really been able to touch on, um, you know, things like mm -hmm. retaliation versus something like restorative justice, which is a big, mm -hmm. almost, it's almost a buzzword at this point in our yeah. community. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a cartoon. Yes. Yeah, almost. Like. Yeah. It truly is. Um, people throw it around like, like it's popcorn and, um, mm -hmm. I just want to say, I acknowledge that this is maybe a little unsatisfying. But at the same time, I feel, maybe I feel a little bit satisfied because we were able to talk about it. Yeah, you that know, is like, a very good point. This, this, Such the, a good point. the whole component of what we're talking about happens because people don't, don't talk, talk about, about it. it. Yeah. So even if this one conversation doesn't like, and listeners, this goes also to you is like, one conversation isn't the only conversation that can be had. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, as long as, you start that process because all this stuff is a process. So like, yeah, we might feel like, ah, oh, man, we really didn't yeah. like get to a, a, a point that we wanted to today. Mm -hmm. We got somewhere. We did. I um, really appreciate that perspective. I Same. think yeah. I'm a yeah. negative Nancy right now, hey, but that right. is <laughs> That's what I'm here to do. I will say to our listeners, if you have um, thoughts on anything that we've talked about or you want to expand on anything, please reach out to us. Um, you can reach us on Instagram at taking in the scene podcast, um, on email at taking in the scene podcast at gmail.com and on FetLife at taking in the scene. Um, please do reach out. We do respond to messages, even if it's not, um, the most timely, but we do respond. Um, any final thoughts? Um, I was going to say something about, 90 minute episode, but I think we already <laughs> did that. So I have nothing left in my toolbox. Denzel, do you want to take us out? All right. Let's see what we got here today. <clears throat> if I was your skeleton, would you let me bone? <laughs> <laughs>